Welcome to the Passion Over Profits podcast with Top Son Goku, bringing you your weekly dose of Dragon Ball Super Collector's content. Stay tuned for exclusive interviews with some of the most knowledgeable DBS collectors in the community. What's up, guys? My name is Sapsan Goku, and welcome back to the Passion Over Profits podcast. In today's episode, I have Weston, a good friend of mine, West's Magical Magic Arp on Instagram. He's a co-owner of Rock Mountain TCG, where he basically sells off um, graded cards, and he's making a living off this. So um, I, in this episode, I basically asked him to introduce himself, tell me how he got into, into the hobby from, you know, getting to learn about collecting as a kid and 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 getting to where he is is at right now making a living off selling graded cards so he has been a member of the community for a long time and i think he's just he just i mean he's very appreciated in the, in the community he has a lot of experience and a lot to share i think and i think that there's a lot of value in this so i try to interrupt him as little as possible let him tell tell us his captivating stories and uh and man i i had a blast with this episode i also decided to split our 3 hour conversation into two episodes as well this episode will be basically about you know sharing our passion about the, the, the about the hobby and enhancing our experience within this uh, within this hobby and the second episode if I end up releasing it will be more about us discussing more controversial topics a little bit more sensitive content right there um, basically I try I, I asked him questions about the PWCC and eBay uh, news that we got this week so very sensitive topic with very little info to go on so I'm not too sure if I'm gonna release it uh, but in the meantime I hope you enjoy this one take care guys talk to you soon I feel like I really started collecting when I was in around eight or nine maybe maybe a little bit younger than that even maybe a second grade but um, I do remember getting my first Pokemon card um, way back probably right around 2000 when the movie pokemon 2000 came out i had known about pokemon i had pokemon shirts and stuff even earlier than that because i was a 90s baby i'm 94 um and so i kind of grew up you know in the midst of pokemania um but i also grew up you know not having a lot of um like video games uh, we didn't have like all the cartoon channels or anything the only time i would ever get to watch cartoons or like pokemon or anything like that was either when i went to my grandparents house for the you know the occasional stay throughout the year like for two days or something like that and it happened to be on or um if uh my parents went to blockbuster or hollywood video at the time um went uh to go rent a uh, movie or something or like one of the dvds that had like certain amount of episodes or something of it um, which I really enjoyed. Like we would love going to the the movie store, as we call it, block or blockbuster Hollywood Video, and going and renting uh, uh, a video that you know we didn't get to watch, you know, normally. Um, and as that time, you know, was when we were younger, m- myself, my brother, um, my sisters, as they were all born, they were all late nineties. Um, uh, we all watched, you know those movies and shows together and then um at one point my dad purchased the lugia movie you know pokemon the 2000 movie um and that was my i believe my very first like owning a movie and 
watching it all the way through and then wanting to watch it over and over and over again. Uh, and I had a really deep connection. I felt like with that movie, I don't know why, but it was just like, it stuck with me. And I like, I still have the, the VHS tape in the box and everything. It's like a treasured item of mine. Um, but in that, in that movie, it also came with a, uh, uh, a Pikachu card. Yeah. And that was my first Pokemon card. I didn't, I didn't know that was in there. My dad got it for me as a gift and it had that Pokemon card. And I was, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I have, I have, <laughs> so cool. I, ha I have my card. I have a card. <laughs> all my friends at school, they all were talking always about, um, in, you know, growing up with in kindergarten and stuff. They were all talking about, you know, Oh, Pokemon, this Pokemon, that, Oh, do you have this card? Do you have that card? And I didn't have any cards. My parents didn't even know about it. They just knew about the show and the movies and they were like, they were okay with it. They were like, okay, this, this show's cool. You know, it's fine for, for the, for the kids, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and me being the oldest, I was like, I have to have a Pokemon card. My siblings don't need to have a Pokemon card, but I have to, I'm the oldest. I need one, you know? And when <laughs> I got that Pikachu card, it was just like, I need to protect this. <laughs> I, I don't know inside. I think deep inside myself uh, back then, even there was this, uh, there was this uh, sense of like, preserving what i had and um taking care of it to the the utmost now as a kid you can only do that so much i didn't have any like sleeves or oh, <laughs> or top loaders or things to put it in or even a binder i didn't have a binder but as i got, <laughs> as i got older <laughs> i i did i did get um uh, a binder and we got like a target the the what is it the ultra pro sleeve um you know card sleeves and stuff like that and um to put in the binder and then eventually i got my own like case it binder i don't know if you guys remember those case it binders um that you had for school they were the cool kid binders i i felt like but um my mom was always like she for some reason she was always okay with like getting like higher end stuff that had to do with school um and then i would have that one for school and then she was like okay you're getting all these cards and stuff. Why don't we, you know, get you a nice thing to put them in? And so she eventually got me a nice case at binder. It's green. It's lime green. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's in my closet. <laughs> and it, it still has a lot of my original Pokemon cards in it, too, um, of various varying, varying conditions. But most of them were pretty good. The ones that I had pulled myself, you know, I didn't Pokemon cards back in the day. I, I had to hustle my way uh tradings uh with all the all the kids on the playground in elementary school and uh trading my way up to so and so like an ex card or a watsy holo or i don't know i grew up really in ex series mainly watsy was kind of starting to you know fade but i always i always saw like you know all the other kids with their you know their blastoise charizards and stuff i didn't have any blastoise or charizard but i did have my pikachu card right uh, promo Pikachu card and uh, back in the day I had a uh, my dad had a laminator and my way before I got all the the sleeves and everything my way of preserving that card was uh well let's just say it went through the washer once <laughs> uh to preserve it after going through the washer it was it was fine I could it would still lived, you know, it still lived. It was not torn to pieces after the washer. Um, but I uh, ended up laminating it. Yeah. Um, and I still have it to this day. I used to keep it in my wallet as like my good luck charm. I don't have it in my wallet anymore because uh, I feel like uh, I could lose my wallet at any time. <laughs> and I would I would kill myself, <laughs> not That's kill myself, fair, but, 
you know, I would, I would be so disappointed um, that if I lost that, uh, I, I wouldn't mind losing my wallet and all my money and my card, <laughs> my debit credit cards. Um, but I would hate losing that card. So going on uh, as I was growing up, you know, I never was like involved in the the community, I guess, of of Pokemon where all that stuff was happening at card stores and, you know, there's tournaments going on. I, I actually always wanted to try and play the game. And I did. I always tried to play the game with like my siblings when they were a little older. And then um, uh, I'd have like two decks made always. So if anyone came over, like my cousin or someone, I would be like, all right, here, you get this deck and I get this deck and let's try and play. <laughs> let's try and play Pokemon, you know? <laughs> Um, so I also like the playing side, um, of it, not just the collecting side. Cause I, I like that interaction, you know, I liked having that, uh, in the strategy that went up behind it too. Um, but yeah. And then I, as I got older, you know, going into middle school, high school, I kind of, I feel like I kind of phased out after elementary school of being super into Pokemon and collecting and, and stuff, but it was always there. I always still took care of it. It just didn't. It just wasn't as big of an interest, I feel like, because, you know, you're changing, you're growing up, you know, um, things are becoming more pr uh, prevalent, you know, like with school and uh, other activities. I was heavily um, uh, focused on um, playing cello. I'm a cellist. Um, and so I was very involved in orchestra and those events and stuff like that, um, as well as I tried doing track Um going into you know a middle in middle school and then going into high school i did a little bit of that too um but when it came closer to i would say uh the later years of high school i kind of got an interest back into it and it was i think it was i believe it was uh around uh heart gold soul silver um yeah. the video game had come out mm -hmm. and i had actually just purchased um my first handheld system i purchased a uh, ds uh, the fat one, fat silver one. And I had gotten back into kind of Pokemon because I had uh, gotten the game Pearl. And and then I got Heart Gold Soul Silver right after that, like not too long after that. And those games, like they just, I don't know. I hadn't played any video games really in my life. My parents had strayed away from the video game thing and they had pushed us towards books. And, mm -hmm. and they said Pokemon cards were fine because they were like reading and learning, yeah. you know, in, in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so... I got into a little bit of like, you know, the video game land. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I have like my <laughs> Pokemon that I had in my cards in my game. I can like and we can actually bat. I don't have to have the card game, you know, to bat, you know, to to have some sort of strategy and battle, you know, stuff and then go on like it's like a little adventure in, in the game. And I really love that. And I just like um, I guess I fell fell back in during that time and i think that was i'm trying to remember exactly when but i think it was just kind of the maybe sophomore year to later um senior year of high school and then mm -hmm. into college actually um because i didn't have like any years in between college and high school i went right into community college after i graduated high school and in, in college i was still playing those games I, I i haven't played all of the games of late but I have them. I have them. I haven't just gotten to play all of them though. Um, but I played, I played like um, X, X and Y. I played um, Omega, uh, Omega Ruby. Um, and just playing those games, it just, it really got me back into Pokemon. And then that led in one thing to another to starting to be like, Hey, there's, there's still cards out there. You know, they're still, they're still printing them, you know, they're still making them. 
And so I ended up getting going down the rabbit hole of buying a couple booster boxes at the time I had a job and I had some money, you know, and being a poor college student, though, I was still living at home and I was like, okay, well, I'll buy I'll buy a little bit, you know, I'll buy a little bit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so uh, 12, 12 booster boxes of uh, black and white later. (laughs) (laughs) uh i was back in (laughs) let's just say i was back in (laughs) um and at the time it was like what the heck am i doing these are like they're i think they're like 85 dollars each or 90 dollars each but i was buying them over time i wasn't buying them all at once but uh i was like man i love opening these you know i didn't i never had uh as a kid i never had opened booster boxes i had always just opened like single packs of very few quantity and then i had to trade with what i had then right yeah and then now I have, you know, money and I have opportunity to uh, kind of rediscover that in a more grown up fashion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like at least. And I was like, all right, I'm going to buy, you know, the booster boxes. I'm going to get I'm going to get, you know, those big poles and everything. And uh, and I at that time, I had no idea what grading was. I, I had no idea. It was it was I, it didn't even exist on my radar of that. I could go out and I could grade a card and preserve it in that way right yeah um it was just getting the cards putting them in sleeves instantly putting them in top loaders putting them into my little tins the mass amounts of you know uh full arts and and (laughs) such and holos and stuff um but i kept everything super nice and i still and like honestly i kind of regret selling a lot of what i did but at a certain point when i uh, got married uh, i realized oh i should probably sell a lot of this help pay for some of the stuff you know oh, yeah. like i'm a, i and but the nice thing was i had kept it all really nice so it was still really valuable yeah and um and i had you know i had to be getting into it like quite a bit was i got married what almost uh or i've almost known my wife for four years so i've been married for three years so i've been really into this i'd say um right before i got married um so about about four years now um and at that time i had found out about grading also and so like you know i was on facebook before i went to instagram Um, a lot of people start on facebook because it's easy really easy to access you know and you don't have to Mm -hmm. like know anyone you can just kind of get in there on a group and then just post up stuff for sale or say you want to buy stuff you know um you know say hey i'm looking for this or whatever um so i was doing that i was actually mostly trying to sell my stuff you know that i had and you know get some money for it for you know to pay for things bills and such um and then i kind of uh accidentally discovered the instagram side of things when uh i was on my instagram one day and i realized that um i like found a couple pokemon like posts in my uh, i don't know what it's called on instagram it's like your discover your thing feeder. yeah discover. yeah discover feed thing and because i i was i was just like I just started my inst- my own personal, like, you know, my just what, you know, with my actual friends in real mm-hmm. life and stuff, people and stuff. And I was like, you know, I was using it for like a year or two, I think. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? Um, I, I didn't, I felt like I didn't really get much from it. It's the same with Facebook. I don't really get that much from like reading everyone's things. There's too much, too much to go through and it gets mm-hmm. too much in my head. Um, but I did, when I found those Pokemon posts, I was like, Oh, there's like people you can follow with Pokemon and stuff. Maybe I could, you know, maybe I could get into us on on Instagram too. 
So I ended up making deciding, hey, you know, maybe I'll just make my own Pokemon account. If nothing happens, um, uh, you know, oh, well. Again, I just started posting some of the stuff, you know, I had I was pulling or buying or selling. And then, you know, it kind of went from there. And I was just like, oh, man, I hit 50 followers. Well, people actually must like my content. I was like, I have 50 followers. That sounds <laughs> good, you know. <laughs> and then and then I hit 100 followers. I'm like, yes. I didn't even think I was going to get here. <laughs> and and at, at that time, I was kind of shifting away from Facebook because I was like, oh, I like this Instagram thing. You can you can really like, you know, focus what you want to post and what you like. And then also like focus on who's following you and who you're following as well. Whereas mm -hmm. in Facebook, it's kind of a, a cluster of a lot of different people and different things going on. It's honestly, it's Absolutely. a lot for me. Um, uh, I still use Facebook, but I don't use it anywhere near the degree i use instagram um but yeah so I, I got you know i got my account started and i was just you know going about you know trying to you know cultivate my collection a bit and i had just started purchasing some graded cards and i had graded my first card first card i ever graded was actually a uh i had pulled a hyper rare charizard from burning shadows the yeah hardest one of the hardest cards to pull and grade as well eight no honestly they, they yeah, i, I actually sure. expected um when i first pulled that charizard i was expecting nothing like i was expecting nothing i just sent it in because i wanted to see what happened you know yeah. how it would grade it actually came back pretty quick and back then psa turnaround times were nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were literally nothing yeah. uh, uh it was probably what I think I did the 20 day turnaround service or something like that. And it came back in about 20 days and I was stoked. I actually came back at nine and nice. I had pulled that card from a booster box. I believe. Yeah. A booster box I had opened that I actually got it. I had one at Dave and Buster's. I used some tickets to buy a booster box of burning shadows at Dave and Buster's. It's like an arcade place in uh, the U S nice. um, yeah. And um, I had pulled it and I was like, Oh my God, that's a big card. And at the time, I think it was going for like 100 to $150 <clears throat> raw um, if it was in good condition. And I felt mine was pretty good condition. Actually, no, it was going for $100. That's what it was. Um, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll spend this $20. It was like 20 bucks to get it graded with PSA. Spend the 20 bucks. Um, and so I did. And I, I sent it in. It came back. And I was really nervous because I thought it was going to get lost in the mail. I was so I was super like, Oh my God, this is like the one big card I've actually pulled in my life <laughs> in, in the modern stuff. And it, I was just like, Oh my gosh, if it, if it gets lost in the mail, I will be devastated. But I was like, you know, I'll risk it. I'll, I'll send it off. And at the time I was still living at my, um, uh, I believe this was when right before I actually got married. Um, yeah, this was right before I actually got married. Um, and I was still at my parents' house before we moved. I moved out with my wife. Um, and, it came back a uh let's see yeah it came back a nine and i was like oh my gosh that's awesome and then i looked up prices on ebay and i found out oh it's like two hundred dollars when it's graded a nine um so i was like wow i don't i guess i doubled my money <laughs> from what i would you know what i could have sold it originally and at the time if it was a big card and it was worth a hundred bucks i was not going to keep it i was like i can keep the old you know the cards that are smaller than that you know mm -hmm. i was like it is worth to have the hundred dollars or however much versus you know that so i ended up selling it and i ended up right away just going and buying more pokemon with that two hundred dollars <laughs> yeah <of course. laughs> right yeah. i was like wait i thought i was gonna use this for something else nope <laughs> nope yeah <laughs> not at all 
Um, but yeah, so I ended up, ended up um, uh, selling it and then it kind of spiraled into like, oh, maybe I should grade more of my cards and not just sell them, right? Maybe I should, yeah. maybe I should grade them. And then it kind of, you know, I was, I actually waited probably a half a year before I graded my next cards. And at the time I was, this time I'm kind of backtracking a little bit because this time I was still on Facebook. I wasn't on Instagram as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was basically saying uh, to this one guy on Facebook, I was like, hey, can you help me get my cards graded? Because he was offering his grading services like middleman. And he was like, yeah, it's like, I think it was like $10 a card. And even middleman, like that was good price um, back <laughs> yeah. then. I think he was still making money on it too. <laughs> I actually think he was still making his little cut, you know? Um, and so basically I sent off, I believe 10 cards with the middleman. I was very nervous because I thought, oh man, what if I get scammed? You know, what if I get, yeah. what if this guy doesn't send like after they get graded? Mm-hmm. Um, but he did, he sent them back. I got my grades and it was actually insane. I got like, uh, I got like, I sent a bunch of Charizards because I was like, I had, a, I had, I had bought a couple of Charizards raw. I sent a bunch of Charizards and I got like a lot of tens and nines. And it like, I checked the values online. I was like, Oh my gosh, one of these cards, like just sold for $1,200 in a 10. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I was like, what in the world? There is, uh, uh, there's something uh, weird here. I-, I bought this card for $60. <laughs> and and now I can go sell it online for $1,200. This doesn't yeah. seem right. Yeah. Um, but it was actually that, that, that card that kind of blew my mind was actually the, um, my favorite Charizard card. And I'm not going to sell it. I, I'm not going to sell it. I almost sold it at one point for a lot of money, um, but I didn't sell it. And I felt better about not selling it and keeping it. Which it's, one is it's it? The, it's the Flashfire Secret Rare. Um, it's the Mega Charizard EX Flashfire mm. Secret Rare. And it's got the gold border. Everyone confuses it with the regular oh, yeah, version. Yeah, but the gold one. border version, yeah, it is actually really hard to pull in the first place, but it's also really hard to grade. And it's the... Mm. Um, it's the X version. So it's the black char like black and blue Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like my favorite Charizard. It just, I don't know. It pops <laughs> so well. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I got that submission back and I was like, I think I sold off a couple of the cards. Some of them were not the best grades that I want, like was hoping for. And I've learned a lot from that because I was like, oh, I missed this. You know, I missed that. I didn't see that. Uh, I see what they see now, you know? Uh, and um but the other ones, I was like, I nailed it. I was right. You know, I was like, I was good. It was good to send those. Um, so, yeah, uh, then I kind of, you know, got uh, I, I, I shied away from sending them off with other people, though, at that point, because I was like, well, I just I've done my own submission once. Why don't I see if I just get my own membership, you know, and then see how that see how that'll go. And then so uh, my uh, deep dive into the grading um, side of collecting and uh, everything really started off so i sent like a 50 card submission and then i also sent like a hundred and 200 card submission um Damn, but yeah 200 so, card submission that's already pretty big man <laughs> yeah i i well i had the thing was i had a lot of cards and i yeah. just i had them well taken care of and i had them in my collection and i was just yeah. like I, might as well <laughs> I, might as well you know and the thing was yeah i didn't have to pay i didn't have to pay right away but when you had your own membership i only paid six dollars and fifty cents per card to send it insane 
it's it was like it was a deal it was it was one of the deals they had and so i sent a bunch off and um i i got them i got all those cards back and i i got really good grades like i i did really well and um i didn't i didn't know what i was i still didn't know what to expect because i was so like a still noob right um but i felt like if i'm doing this well i must be i must know what i'm doing you know so then i was like okay well what if i can like help other people out you know Mm -hmm. um get their cards graded because i know other people um uh in the area who were you know interested in it and so then i um ended up meeting my friend zach and we ended up helping other people get cards together and make a little messenger chat where we they would all you know be i keep them updated on what was going on but they all basically gave me their cards and um i'm about to dive into the dragon ball super side of things by the way (laughs) uh some of them gave me these cards that had goku and vegeta and frieza and beerus on them and they had signatures and stuff on them i had no idea what they were i was like what is this (laughs) these aren't pokemon cards and they're like and then the people were like oh my god it's the new thing you got it you got to get into this you got to check this out it's it's the new card game it's called dragon ball super ccg you just got to try it out. Everyone's playing it at the shop and, and, you know, getting into it. And these are like the, these are like $50 or 30 to $50 a piece. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, 30, $50. That's pretty good for a brand new card game. And I love Dragon Ball. I, I had shirts of Dragon Ball. I had figures of Dragon Ball when I was a kid. Um, I just didn't have any cards like as a kid um, that I had Pokemon cards. So I never connected those two things that I could collect another thing outside of Pokemon. Right. And then so I saw them and I was like, man, those are so cool. And I sent them off. All of them got tens because I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, uh, they all got tens and I was really good quality. These look really nice and the slabs and everything when they came back. And at that time, TOP boxes were, I think, like $100 each. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's just like a Pokemon booster box. So I was like, you know what? I'll go buy a couple of those. And at the time, I think it was uh, Colossal Warfare was the brand new set just was released. Yeah. So I bought a couple of those too. I ended up opening my first um, TOP box and pulled a Vegeta signature. And cool I opened thing. another one and I pulled another Vegeta signature. Oh, so and then, this, I probably bought one of those then. You definitely did. <laughs> And then I opened another box and I pulled a, a, a Frieza signature and I opened, I believe, a few more, got nothing. Two more, I believe. And then I think I opened six boxes total. And then I opened um, one, like a few months later, I had purchased one on Amazon, I think. And I opened it and I actually got another Vegeta signature. And that was it. I didn't hit, I, th- I was going for the Wake and Power because everyone was telling me there's a secret course. rare. You got to get the Wake and Power. It's super playable. And I was like, well, if it's playable, might as well get it because in my head at the time, not just because it's grading, I knew cards were valuable because they were mm-hmm. playable also because I had been mm-hmm. playing um, a little bit of Pokemon at my local card shops, you know, just for fun, nothing crazy. Um, but I had some decks and I was like, at one point I was hunting for the Tapu Leles in the Pokemon set Guardians Rising. And now that card's worthless because it's not in rotation anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But at the time it was like, you get the regular GX, it's $40. You, you pull that, you add the box, you basically paid for half your box. If you pull a- another one, you basically paid for your box because yeah. all the other hits will help cover the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, like with Awakened Power, that was my thought. It was the Lele. It was the Tapu Lele of Dragon Ball Super. You had to get it because it was worth 100 bucks because it was super playable. Uh, I didn't think about the the collectability aspect as much with that one. I thought the the, the signature cards, those were the collectible ones, right? And uh, basically, they were uh, like my chases. And when I pulled the Vegeta on that first box of Tournament of Power, I was so stoked. I was like, holy smokes. This Instantly is so cool. <laughs> my favorite. My It was my, fa- my favorite character, too. I was like, my yeah. favorite character, Vegeta, the yeah. color is green, like this teal green. And my favorite color is that, like, green. I was like, this is the perfect card. And when I pulled it again, I kind of, like, lost my... I was like, I was, I, I lost my mind. I was like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. This must be an easy pull. And then I opened <laughs> another box and got that Frieza. And I was like, oh my goodness, this Frieza is so cool. Like the yellow and the golden Frieza. I had watched Man. Dragon Ball Super. I was, I love, you know, I love the show. I watched Dragon Ball G. I watched everything basically. And I, I could watch it again and not be bored of it. Um, so I was just so stoked to have something else, you know, uh, that I could, possibly get into collecting on but i was like oh man i have so much money though going towards pokemon how do i divert more of it to dragon ball super so i i ended up taking like uh, a step back from buying more dragon ball super boxes oh the colossal warfare i also opened uh, a few boxes i think i've opened like four boxes of it i got like the um demigra spr and the demigra secret and that was it i i was yeah. trying to go for the height of mastery because i thought it looked so cool yeah um that was like one of my first sets, right? So, and mm-hmm. I wanted that high to mastery. That Goku card looked so cool. I just like the pose. I know that people make fun of it, calling gold nips now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but now it's just like okay, well, uh, I have that card. Yeah, you know, I have <laughs> that card. Yeah, of course. It is it is graded in a, a black label? Black I label. almost cried <laughs> <laughs> um, when that happened. But uh, but yeah, so that was kind of how I got. I got also down the Dragon Ball Super line was people sending me those in my local community, sending me those cards to get graded. And then me having that exposure to them and then finding out, Oh, there's a whole new brand new TCG CCG thing, you know, going on with it. Um, But yeah. And then I ended up taking a break from it. I didn't want to open anymore. Um, I had spent a lot on it and I had no idea where it was going. I had no idea if it was going to last, but I was like, Hey, I got these cool cards. Um, and i like them i'm gonna keep them i don't care what their value is i didn't care i honestly was just like this vegeta is so sick i'm just you know i'm just gonna keep this in my collection i'm not gonna sell it and then um i ended up sending all those off to get graded every single one of them got a 10 as expected i was just like if the gokus and those other ones i sent off for those other people got 10s these should get 10s easily and they did and then i found out they were worth a decent amount of money at the time i think like 200 and a hundred dollars in a 10 and Mm -hmm. that was like that was a lot i was like most of the Pokemon cards I was sending off were like when they came back in a nine or 10, it was like 30 to a hundred dollars, you know? But I was like, yep. Oh man, these Dragon Ball super cards, they must be, you know, they must be uh pretty hot right now. They're going for that much. And that was still my early days of, you know, getting into grading and everything. And really, I know it was only a few years ago, but it was really just, you know, me really discovering, you know, this rabbit hole of, uh, you know, graded cards and collecting at a different kind of pace and a different kind of level, I'd say, um, because there's I, there's definitely lots of levels to collecting and every not one is better than the other for sure. It's just where do you want to be at? Right. 
Um, mm. Do you want to collect graded? Do you want to collect raw? Do you want to have binder collections? Do you want to have top loader collections? Do you want to have Pokemon, sports, Dragon Ball Super, uh, Final Fantasy uh, <laughs> collections? Or do you want to just have a Pokemon collection? Or do you just want to have a Dragon Ball Super collection? You know, it's just like so many different ways you can go about it. Um, and so many different avenues, you know, to go down um, with different C TCGs, different, um, uh, you know, forms of having the cards encapsulated, Beckett, PSA, CGC, <laughs> SGC, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, it makes it, 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 to me, that makes collecting so much fun, though. Not It's, it's that plus the relational aspect that I'm going to kind of talk a little bit more about. Um, I know I have uh, uh, been to a couple of conventions now, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just gonna, so that, just... so I gave you kind of the, the roundabout of like how I've kind of gotten here a little bit and it's, you know, it's just kind of grown over time basically. Um, but yeah, go ahead. You were saying something. Yeah. I just, I just want to say like, man, I, I mean, I've, I didn't interrupt you one one single time just because like, like I mean you you've been talking for almost half an hour I want, I want to say it's it's just so so intriguing to me to hear those stories and this is exactly why I want to do the podcast because every single person I interview has a different backstory a different reason why they got into collecting a different uh, way they got into collecting and it's just just so so intriguing to me uh, when you something that really hit me is when you said like I, I took it I took that card that laminated card out of my out of your wallet because you said like I don't care if I lose my wallet and all my cash and all my cards I don't care but if I lose that single card man that's gonna hit me right mm -hmm. and that yeah. to me just just really embodies like what what collecting can uh, feel like for for a certain person what it actually means to someone that's just that's just amazing and and also what you said like um, as you as you got got older into into college and 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 how you rediscovered uh collecting what's it exactly like you do you you can collect the way you want and it's 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 for you to navigate the space um with with your personality i guess it's like exactly do you want to what do you want it graded not graded do you want to be a casual collector do you want to be all-out collector that there's no rules whatsoever and that's that's just what's so amazing about this hobby is that you you can just it's just intrinsically good you you, you do you there's no rules and uh and i mean i guess the only rule is uh have fun otherwise it's not really a hobby. yeah no but, uh, if you're not having fun then you're probably in the wrong hobby and absolutely. if you're stressed if you're stressed out then maybe you need to take a step back maybe you need mm -hmm. to uh, kind of reflect on where you've come on with your collection or your your what your collection goals need to you know are needing to look like now because maybe you've you've gone a little bit deeper than you were expecting or so on and so forth but yeah I know totally um, there's there's so many ways to navigate the space and there's so many different mm -hmm. people in the space it's always good to you know have another perspective and another view of you know why they're doing it and then it might help you reflect on why you might be doing what you're doing and or maybe where you want to go with it you know because this, maybe you see something that someone else is doing and you're just like hey that's kind of what I, that's kind of i feel like that's might be where i want to go you know what i mean go go ahead though that's just so cool man that's that's exactly it that's why we need to that's why i think the relationship part of collecting is so important because you get exposed to different types of of collecting different types of thinking about it and um, and also different cards you would never have uh, or 
not never, but you, you wouldn't have um, learned about DBS if it wasn't for the people that sent car cards out to you. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Why, that's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we evolve, I guess. Uh, it's just by, by learning from others as well. So yeah, just, just amazing, man. W one thing I wanted to, to ask you is like, I mean, obviously you're, you're my middleman. You own a business now, Rock Mountain TCG. Um, how, how was that um, transition to, for you? Was it uh, kind of gradual or, or, or how, how did that happen? Because you, 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 you just told that you were basically a middleman already for quite a while now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, being a middleman has kind of given me the experience of working with the other collectors and the different kinds of people in the space. Right. So mm -hmm. I feel like there's a there there's the there's a huge range of people like right? there's it's in, incredible. Um, actually, I'm going to I'm going to tell just a little story real quick. Um, I think it has some meaning here. Um, so the other day I was at um, the Evolving Skies pre-release event. And um, at my local card shop, the one that actually used to do DBS doesn't do DBS right now because they can't get a hold of it. Just the distribution mm. lines are absolutely insane trying to get a hold of Dragon Ball Super, um, yeah. especially if you're a small card shop. A very and they're a very small card shop. They're not big at all. They're just you know local LCS. They do what they can, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like to go and support them. I go buy singles from them as much as I can. Pokemon because they don't have anything else really. Um, they do magic heavily, but I don't have any, I don't have a huge interest in magic at this point um, in my life. Uh, and uh, it was actually there. Um, I was going to play in the tournament um, to help support the shop, you know, just to get, you know, more, more people playing the game, you know, Pokemon, because uh, with COVID and everything, it's been rough still. Um, but yeah, I went there and there was a, uh, there was a guy there actually that <laughs> it's funny. Um, but he was there and uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, he was playing in the tournament and I was there with two other friends. I was late. I was like, what, 30 minutes late. So I didn't make it into the tournament, right? I wasn't playing, but I was watching. I was supporting my friends there for the three whole three hours of the tournament. And um, at the end, this one guy who had played the whole rounds and everything, too, um, I didn't recognize him at all or anything. But um, he actually, they when they divvy up the tournament, like the tournament prize packs, just the regular packs, but they have a dedicated, like you know, set amount of packs for the winners and and the loot, like the losers and stuff. Everyone gets participation packs. Um, but he had been, he had been like I think second or third place, so he got like ten packs, which was a good amount. Um, he actually pulled the the V Max alternate art of the Requaza, which is like nice. a six hundred plus dollar card right now it just came i mean the set hasn't even come out it's just the pre-lease you know um and so i was like oh my gosh i have to i have to get that card um and so i asked the guy i was like hey you know would you sell that card and he was like oh absolutely he, he didn't he didn't need the card he just he just came to play right he just came to have some fun he's a regular at the shop um and i uh i ended up uh purchasing that requesa and a, a dragonite um nice, from him yeah, yeah. for a very good price compared to ebay uh and he was stoked he's actually he said he told me i was i was actually hesitant at first to purchase them because it was so much money but he told me it was he was using the money to go to his 
to pay for his trip to Japan. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I want to support that. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll pay, I'll pay it. I, I have the means to do so. Not everyone does. I have the means to do so to purchase a single or a couple mm -hmm. singles for a very large amount of money, even though I know, <laughs> even though I know they're going to go down in price most likely. Um, but I purchased them and he, he gave us a very, very good deal on both these, uh, uh, cards and end up talking to him. I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's connect on Instagram and stuff. So we ended up connecting on Instagram. Um, and then he was kind of talking about like, uh, how he had, you know, graded some cards in the past and wanted to maybe get some more cards graded. And everyone in the shop was like pointing at me. They're like, go to him. <laughs> <laughs> and and the guy you just bought cards from <laughs> or the guy you just sold the cards to he's the one <laughs> and he was like oh okay yeah he's like yeah i have some more cards i i, I want to get graded and and he was like yeah there's this one time i sent off some cards with some guy around in this area and uh i got back this uh sun goku hope of universe 7 signature in a psa 10 and he's no like they're like going for two thousand dollars <laughs> you see where this is going right <laughs> of course <laughs> so i was like hey you know what uh when was that and i was like was that like a couple years ago like 2018 or something like that maybe and he showed me like a picture of the card and everything i was like oh my god dude i'm the guy who said that for you i'm, I'm your middleman <laughs> he was All like right. wait what no way i'm like yeah i was like did you give him to my friend zach uh he's got like he's got like glasses usually wears like a hat and stuff and he's like oh yeah the guy with glasses yeah he's the guy i give him to because this guy um he had he didn't know who i was because i had never met him in person before because he had given him to gave him to zach and then mm -hmm. zach had given all the cards to me to go send off um and then help me you know prepare them and get them all in the system and everything back in the day actually psa subling was a chore you had to label every single card with a specific line number and um card number it oh. was it was it was a huge chore uh, but now now it's so much easier psa is so much easier to do these days um, but yeah, back then, um, he, he subbed with me. And so it was kind of a crazy, you know, small world full circle moment where it was like, Hey, um, we actually connect in person now and I'm buying a card off of you and, or a couple cards off of you. And, um, maybe you'll sub with me again in the future, but it was such a cool thing to like, see that. And he actually had so much excitement in his eyes. I could tell that he had connected the dots, you know, cause he really, he had that. He had that Goku still. He hadn't sold it, even with the price hikes and everything. And he knew them. He still cared about that card. Um, and um, that just seemed like, you know, just a wow moment. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, <laughs> this is a little bit of a tangent, but I thought it was. Uh, no, man. Thought that, it would be add some value. So cool. That's so um, cool, man. That's so cool. I mean, relationships in this hobby is everything to me right now. It's it's amazing. Just a yeah, uh, beautiful absolutely. story. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah um i'm trying to remember what where we were going with this now <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean, I mean we we don't have to go that route um i was gonna ask you uh how how you became a business and stuff but we don't oh we yeah don't really have to um um how about i tie that in with a little bit of like going to like the conventions and stuff sure okay so uh let's see all right so it was march of last what march of last year yeah uh, March of 2020, COVID hits. Um, I had just hit the peak at my job. I had been at the job for about nine to 10 months um, now, and I had worked my butt off to get to the very top. I was the number one sales representative on my line, and I was, I felt like I was killing it. I had worked so hard for it, and um, 
COVID hits and they're like, we're laying you all off basically. And I was just like, what? <laughs> That's brutal, man. How, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like w- w- one of those moments where you're like, how? Why? Yeah. But it made sense. It totally made sense. The All the interactions that we were doing were in-person interactions based off mm-hmm. of events. All those oh, events yeah. got canceled for the rest of the year. Yeah. We couldn't do anything. And I was making, you know, I was making decent money enough to, you know, support me and my wife and uh um she's a nurse so she helps you know she pays a lot of the bills too um it's a a team effort but uh, at the time i was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do now you know this is gonna significantly decrease our income and it's going to basically be a big you know shakeup i guess like with me not having a job and me having to go either find a job where there was a lack of jobs now because of covid mm-hmm. and or um you know i would just have to figure something out and at the time i had still been you know um i believe i actually knew you at the time i did know you yeah um, so when you were top Sanzard and you had just your account had just was like a couple hundred followers yeah um <laughs> and but i i love your content by the way not Thanks, to kiss man. ass, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I actually did. I actually really did. I loved your account. I was like, this guy, he's doing it right. And I felt like when I saw your account, I was like, this guy's like, kind of like what I envision, you know, someone should be, no one should be doing necessarily just anything, but what you should, what you were doing was you. And that was, that was what I was like really excited about your account. And even though it had a few followers, I felt like your account was on par with these big accounts that or maybe weren't even as good, you know, um, just because I felt like you had a sense of authenticity and you were sticking with your own, you know, original brand, just genuinely, very genuinely nice, um, which you still are. You haven't changed, even though you're a bigger <laughs> account now, I think you've surpassed me in followers. So I'm very proud of you for that. <laughs> I don't try to, I don't try to get a lot of followers. I don't like, I don't like have like a, a certain, you know, post certain things every certain day or whatever. I have a, a post when I have an idea, you know, and I yeah. feel inspired sort of mentality about my my personal page. Um, but um, your page, I like it because there's constantly cool stuff to look at <laughs> every week, <laughs> every few days. I'm like, yes. And sometimes I, I, I sometimes I get so caught up in looking at like certain people's really, you know, really cool posts. I don't even remember to like. So if you see me go back and like all your stuff or someone sees me go back and like all their stuff from a while ago, it's because I just totally forgot about the whole liking feature. <laughs> <first out there. laughs> and your post was that good. <laughs> man, um, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's my, my little, little dose of appreciation for uh, Top Sun's art, AKA Top Sun Goku now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, March, 2020. Yeah. March, 2020. Sorry. March, 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lost my job. Um, and I was trying to figure out where, where to go from there. And I just decided, Hey, you know, I've been doing this Pokemon thing, you know, grading cards, helping people out, middlemanning, um, and just, you know, have my little IG account. I felt like I had got, a you know, decent following that maybe if I, you know, decided to start like a uh, little homegrown, you know, business, maybe there would be interest, you know, because I was already doing something of the sort. I was just not 
I don't, I don't really charge. I wasn't charging and I still don't really charge anyone for my middleman services. It's more so just that, you know, having uh, a good time, you know, collecting cards and help being able to help in a way that I feel like I can, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I was selling cards, you know, wheeling and dealing, you know, to, to promote um, my own collection, you know, growth, you know, selling off things I don't need getting things I, I, I want, actually really want, you know, to add to my collection. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, Hey, you know, maybe what if I like created like a, uh, uh, a business where I'm selling just graded cards or, um, of something of the sort. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to talk with, um, my friend Eric, um, at the one up, if you guys aren't following him, please do. I know he runs Raz's every so often now he doesn't do it as much, but, um, <laughs> He is one of the most trustworthy people in the entire community. And everyone knows that he is a goat. (laughs) No (laughs) one has ever had an issue with him ever, in my opinion. Um, But he's I I actually got him into Dragon Ball Super. So I have that claim to fame that uh, I I kept telling him about it for so many for like a year and a half, I believe. And he just wouldn't he just didn't really have a, a deep interest in it. But then I, I got him into it a little bit later and then he started finding out there was waifu cards in it. And then, yeah, <laughs> then that happened. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, wait, you didn't tell me they had waifu cards. I would have been all over this a year and a half ago. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have. You're just saying that now. <laughs> We're all but, like uh, 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 Apex of Powers, SSB Vegito, and he's like, yeah. oh, my cards. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Uh, I know. He, he's like, you should have told me this earlier, Weston. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I did, it's not that I didn't know. I just didn't think you would care. <laughs> he's like, ah. But yeah, um, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I, I, he's like I, now I have to pay so much more for my waifu cards. They were cheaper back then. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, I decided to ask him, hey, he's like, hey, do you want to like uh, try and start a business uh, from, you know, scratch? We'll like create a whole brand and everything and we'll uh, it'll just be me and you and we'll uh, we'll run it, you know, as like a small business and see what happens. And um, if nothing happens, oh, well, <laughs> right. We'll figure something else out. Right. We'll get a part time job flipping burgers or not, not, not anything against that. I've done the food service thing, but um yeah, was, yeah, I've, no, done, the, gotta, I've done the food yeah. service thing, but uh, no I was just like, yeah. it's it's different, you know, going from a uh, a job where you're making different kind of money and then going mm-hmm. kind of backtracking, right? Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't really want to uh, go work in the food service anymore, so I was like, hey, let's let's try and do something here. So we uh, we uh, decided to brainstorm a lot of things and uh, figure out, hey, okay, so let's figure out how can we get this money? How can we get money to start it? And then um, will we have to pull from our own personal collection, sell off some of our own big cards, you know, our, our some of our grail cards or or do we have what we 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 need already? <clears throat> and so what we ended up doing was we we figured out like a whole brand and everything. We came up with the name Rock Mountain TCG. Um, it was there was a lot of names. We came. <laughs> it was one of those processes where you're just like, are we ever going to come up with the right name? And I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. Maybe we just need to make it super stupid simple and call it like pokey something like everyone else. But then I was like, I can't do that, though. I was like, I was like telling him, I can't. I just can't. It's just it's not me. I don't want to have that, you know, normal, you know, pokey name that everyone could, you know, everyone could confuse with anyone else's brand, you know, that's doing some, you know, shop. Not anything against that. It's just I just felt like I wanted to differentiate myself, you know. And I wanted to be able to be more 
diverse, a name that didn't include necessarily any specific, you know, TCG or CCG or whatever. Um, and so I, we ended up coming up with the name, like something mountain and I, I, I'm a music major. So I was like, how about we call it rock mountain? That's kind of, um, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, like the Rocky mountains, it, it could get confused, which it has so many times now people are like, you're from Colorado, right? I'm like, where's your shop? They're like, where's your shop in Colorado? I'm like, I'm from Oregon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> silence. <laughs> uh, sorry, wrong, wrong state. <laughs> uh, but I see what you, I see what you're seeing there. The mother people, you're not alone. Other people have seen that too. <laughs> it's funny. I get DMs about that all the time. They're like on, on my Rock Mountain TCG page. They're like, Hey, where are you from? Where are you in Colorado? I want to come visit your shop. I'm like, I'm in Oregon. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, the name came about because uh, we have the Mount Hood over by us. It's uh, our, it's kind of like the center of Oregon, I would say. It's not the center of Oregon, but it's kind of like a central like spot where everyone has to go around yeah. to go to one side or the other of Oregon. Um, and everyone can see it from all over the place. It's the biggest mountain, but it's called Mount Hood. And I, I have a lot of good memories of Mount Hood. And um, Eric, he knows Mount Hood really well. Um, we both like outdoor stuff. It just felt like a very on brown thing for us as us, you know, as a people, as persons. And then um, I'm also a music major. And I was like, you know, thinking about, it, I was like, Hey, let's call it. What about, what if we call it rock mountain? We were thinking other names, mountain, something, mountain, something, mountain. But um, I was like rock mountain. And then like add TCG at the end, uh, because to <laughs> identify us as we are focusing on TCG more than anything else. Right. Which is true, which we are. Um, we do do sports stuff, but we don't do nearly as much sports stuff as we do TCG. Um, but yeah, so we came up with that name and rock is like, you know, rock and roll, right? That's yeah. where rock and roll, like Rock Mountain TCG actually comes from. It's it's a little bit of nature and it's a little bit of, you know, having fun rocking out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though my branding, um, my logo and everything doesn't match it up as well. Uh, that was my own... I just made my own stuff. I didn't, I haven't paid anyone yet. I've thought about it. I thought about getting like, uh, the Alakazam to do maybe yeah. some, some, yeah. uh, professional work for us for our uh, official logo further down the line. But I was also like, at the time I was like, let's just start with what we got, you know, let's just do what we can. Um, I was actually building a website in, uh, the summer of last year, um, when we kind of started things off and I really was intending to launch a website last summer, but we just didn't have enough stuff that I felt like we could put on there. And I also decided that if we're going to be on Instagram and kind of have our presence on Instagram, why don't we try and build that first? Of course. Like do a one step at a time thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I want to launch a website. I really want to launch a website. I have a website ready to go. I could, you know, I could put it, push the button. Let's, let's do this. But I just felt like I wanted everyone to know one thing first and not know yeah. too many things at once. Yeah. So I decided to go with um, just staying on Instagram and just doing what we can. Small steps, small steps, small step, but like, um, you know, building as we go. And really the building to me was the, the people, you know, building relationships with more and more people and um, getting our brand out there as, you know, a reputable um, middleman for one. The, the whole middleman thing um, I was doing already was, you know, the relationship side of things. So I just leaned into that and I was like, hey, you know, why don't we just 
um, lean into that even more, except for apply it with Rock Mountain TCG. You know, it kind of sucks that, you know, PSA and BGS are closed for bulk submissions, which is what most yeah. of the people were sending to us for. But now it's kind of got us to, you know, learn a lot more about the higher end side of things of submissions and um, learning the real true cost of uh, sending big cards, you know, things that are mm -hmm. expensive, things that are, you know, that people really have to, you know, trust you with um, because, you know, small cards are one thing, but um, not that we treat them any differently. It's just that it's, it's different, definitely handling and shipping off the amount of, you know, mm -hmm. um, tension to detail that you're going to have to, you know, make sure is there when you're handling those kinds of caliber cards, you know? Yeah. The, um, the responsibility is just, uh, yeah. Just as bigger. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. I know you've um, had some cards go through us. Not, not too many, but a couple, I think two right now. Um, and I, I want everyone's experience to be, you know, the same and to be smooth and everyone to get their cards after they're graded and um, to be, you know, feel like they were taken care of. And I'm not trying to charge, you know, anything for that. I think the, 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 things we get back as rock mountain tcg and as myself as a person um specifically is you know those relationships that you continue building and you know continue um um sharing you know and i mean i i know i could make a business out of the middleman service and stuff like that but i don't feel that's what i want to do at the moment you know mm -hmm. i don't feel like that's that's me right now maybe later on maybe i you know i dedicate more time to that and um, making that more of a, you know, a business, you know, part of the business, uh, like for income, but I don't, at the moment, I don't feel that, uh, need, you to. Don't need to, you no. Need and to I don't, here. yeah, exactly. And I feel like I like the way I'm doing it right now where I'm mm -hmm. just, you know, building and maintaining relationships and, um, you know, continuing to build, you know, the trust of others and, and the community, um, but yeah, and so and man, now you're, do, we, you're doing a great job. I just want I just want to say you're like you're doing a great job. You're super easy to contact, efficient, you're accurate. I mean, it's just just great. I mean, every, every time someone comes to me like, hey, man, uh, I'm also from Europe. Uh, how the hell am I supposed to get my cards graded? I, I always send them to you. Uh, it's my it might not. That's be... why I keep getting so many messages. <laughs> 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 I have all these people from Europe messaging me. I'm like. Who's referring them? I ha I'm happy about it, but I'm also like, who's referring them? Um, I haven't received that many things from other people yet because I think uh, I think they're kind of the the they're steered away from the the amount it costs right now. Yeah, um, and, and but I told they're... them, I'll told I've told all of them. I'm like, we will let you know when PSA and BGS reopen their bulk services because that's yeah. what everyone wants to do. Yeah, they don't want to spend two hundred fifty dollars on a card mm -hmm. to send it. They want to spend. As low as they can, basically. Yeah. I, I, there's not really a number right now. You know, it's, no. it's up in the air. But um, yeah. But yeah, no, I appreciate you. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, basically, you by you saying that is saying, hey, I trust them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that means a lot, actually. That really I think, does. honestly, that's that's what the community is all about. I mean, you you have your trusted, uh, trusted friends. And, you know, the community doesn't have to be like hundreds of thousands of people. You just have your community within the community with the people that you trust and that's that's all you need right uh, i just need one middleman right in the in the usa that's it and and yeah you're you're that guy <laughs> yeah and, and i uh, i love i love being that honestly i'm what yeah. i've what i've kind of thought about now is um uh making sure that i'm able to you know 
handle what I'm taking on, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, there's not a lot of us. It's just mainly me doing the middlemaning of mm-hmm. uh, like the international people. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, he handles some, some of his people. He knows more, you know, like, cause he is basically like he has his, you know, clients and I have my clients or friends, you know, we're friends. We're, that's the thing. It's friends, but we have to handle them as business. So it's clients too. Um, especially when it comes to handling really expensive cards and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, like for you guys, it's like, I, I love doing that, but I also want to do it well. And I want to do, you know, for me, it's quality over quantity always. And Mm -hmm. if I can't, if I can't do, you know, so Mm -hmm. much well back, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have to be able to say, okay, this is, this is enough, you know, this is enough right now. This is, this is where I am at my limit, you know? Um, and I'm learning that that's what I'm learning right now is, uh, making sure I know what my limits are and being able to put them on. And I'm in a way where, you know, I'm able to take care of everyone, but I'm also able to do it well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And, and I feel good about that because I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, uh, you know, balance that out. Cause I'm still new to all this. I'm a noob. <laughs> I'm a noob too. Uh, and, um, the only thing I'm not a noob at, I feel like is doing the actual middle, like doing the actual middle manning and helping people get their cards graded and helping them, you know, pick out the best yeah. ones and ones that, so I don't want, cause I, my goal is I don't want anyone wasting money. I don't, if mm-hmm. I don't want to waste money, I don't want anyone else wasting money. And if I don't think something's worth grading, I don't want them to send it. If they want to send it still, they can send it. It's more so, but I always want to um, help, you know, uh, at least advise a little bit because I think that's where the the real value of a middleman comes in uh, for grading cards is if they, you know, they help give input too because the experience Absolutely. they have, right? It's uh, it's comforting in a way for me when I when I do a purchase because lots of cards lots of cards that I purchase come from the USA. Yes, and if I want these cards graded. Right, I'm not gonna get them sent to me in Europe, then send them to you, only just to to see if they're good enough to to grade. Right, so for for me, it's it's very reassuring to know that I have a trusted trusted person there. I have a friend who has probably even a better eye than than, than me for grading cards, has way more experience. I get my cards sent to you, and you're like, Nah, bro, I wouldn't I wouldn't grade that. Uh, honestly, to me, that's that's so much time and effort could that could have been wasted and 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 that now is just very taken very um efficiently i'm not finding my words right now but uh no you're um, good you're you, good you get, you, you get what i'm what, what oh yeah I'm saying and, uh, yeah uh, let's just say i receive a lot from certain person named ken <laughs> 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 my biggest oh, my biggest client <laughs> friend yeah. big friend and client <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i purchased those how how are they called like, like a, a sealed championship pack or something like it's it's pretty expensive i, I think i paid like 350 for that and I, I sent it to you and um with the intent of of grading the five championship cards and you immediately said like oh it has whitening keep it sealed and you sent it i think you you, you already sent it or you will send I've, it to i've to... already uh you you'll 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 meet up with uh ken yeah uh, <laughs> you'll well, meet up with ken he has your he has your my hero academia card and your uh sealed pack i believe see. that was all i sent of your stuff because yeah. i don't yeah you haven't had anything else shipped to me recently but like the other cards you had shipped to me and we had them graded and stuff like that and i know you'll yeah. probably eventually be sending more as you know absolutely my my grading pile is uh i'm just stockpiling right now <laughs> yeah no i got you but, 
yeah, I mean, it just it's just so reassuring. Like the the value of of having a trusted uh, middleman is just, I mean, yeah, it's undervalued in my opinion. Like having having you being able to to being critical, looking at my card, saying like this is worth, it, this is not worth it, means a lot to me, man. Yeah, and I don't feel like anyone's ever gonna be able to take advantage of me in it because I'm my intent is to help others. It's not mm-hmm. to make a lot of money from doing something that's you know that I'm good at and I love doing. It's uh it's it's about you know helping others, being able to you know have that you know trusted resource where you can you know. I wouldn't want to ha- have my cards just sent to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't want to have my cards just sent to anyone, then if if it's me, you know, being that person that people are sending to, I wouldn't want that person just to be, you know, just anyone. I would want them to be someone that I trust and someone yeah. that I have a relationship with that, you know, is going to take care of something that's, you know, special and important to me. And they're going to treat it just as if it's theirs. And so I feel like that... Um, even if people, even if people tried to take advantage of me with my, you know, not charging, you know, a ton of, you know, <laughs> not charging anything really extra on top of what it costs to get them graded, uh, they couldn't because I'm doing it out of the, out of what my heart wants to do, you know, yeah. not what, uh, not what, uh, you know, the money is saying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, um, honestly, I think you're doing it the, the right way because um, I also um, see my page, I mean, I, I've come to, you know, <clears throat> change my mentality over, over time, but um, I, I started posting regularly um, with, not with intent uh, of selling cards, but it's, it's, it's cool to know that if you, if you become this influencer, this trusted member, because I, I, I don't only post stuff, of course, I, I, I help people out 24 seven. And I think it's, I think one of the benefits of doing this is that, that you're just becoming reputable and being reputable means that it's so much more easy. It's so much easier for you to sell cards. I don't need to get paid for advice. I don't need to get paid to, to, to help out people, but when, but it's, it's really cool that when you're made the decision to sell a card that it's, it's actually sells because I see so many people reach out to me like, Hey man, I'm trying to sell this card. Nobody's biting. Can you help out? Because of course, of course, nobody's buying. You have like 105 followers. You post once in a blue moon and uh, you don't respond to DMs. What are you expecting? Right. So I think the, the benefits of, of being active in the community, not, not necessarily being paid. You don't have to have a business, but being active means that you're, it's so much easier to, for people to reach out to you. And, and it just lowers the barrier to, to be able to sell cards. So oh yeah, for sure. Business, it's like a wall, basically. If someone absolutely. is going to, um, if someone's going to basically, because in the community, it's you, there's you know there's yeah. scams, there's all the bad stuff, you know of the course. negatives. Um, but if you have a reputation like yourself, um, and a lot of the other people I, you know, I know that um, are in the specifically, let's say, Dragon Ball Super community, mm-hmm. and a lot of them in the Pokemon community. Um, the ones that I talk to most frequently are those people because you kind of get it. You know, it's like, yep. hey, um, you know, we're here to, you know, build this community up, mm-hmm. not just make a bunch of money off of it. And exactly. when I decide to, you know, to decide to sell something, I feel like that process will be a lot easier, you know, 
and especially a lot more um like i guess i guess it's just a lot smoother to interact with you know someone new or something like that if they already recognize you as someone you know yeah. that they can uh you know go to and trust about something else any mm -hmm. other things you know um and so if they want to you know buy a card off of you it's uh it's no problem like you know it's like it's like hey you know you want to buy this card because you must like it you must have some sort of you know um, attachment to it that I don't right now, you know, that I don't, mm -hmm. and that's okay because I don't have to have an attachment to every single card. Just like, um, because if I did, I'd be a hoarder and I already feel like <laughs> I am a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. but you taking this it's, card off my hands like, right now? I mean, it's, it's not like <laughs> one black label Apex of Power would be enough, right? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean you have to know what my intentions are of what I'm going to do with the money because sometimes I'm going to put it towards another card. That I'm saving up for, and sometimes it's going to, you know, help pay for, you know, a dinner out with my wife, or yeah. you know, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't matter. But the main thing is that the reason um, that you, you know, someone's coming to you to buy that versus someone that they don't know who may be selling the same exact thing, right? They might mm -hmm. be two people selling exact yeah. same exact thing, and they might have seen both things, is yeah. because they either have some sort of connection with you or a relationship with you that is trust based, and the. Um, the the you know that's just so key in you know keeping the you know the the community and where you are at you know as a place where everyone can enjoy because if there's fear of you know you getting scammed by anyone really you know even if they are so-called trusted because there are those people too so-called trusted people but are yeah. really not it's just most yeah. people that are new though don't know that you know they may look mm -hmm. they may present themselves as so but they aren't, you know, yeah. and we've, we've dealt with that, you know, in the past and it, it's always going to come up, you know, at some point or another where we have to, you know, address a situation or something like that, but we're not the police. This is not our jobs to be the police or anything like that. The, the best thing we can do is just be, you know, a genuine and, um, you know, caring person ourselves to the mm -hmm. other people in the community and, exactly. you know, help lift other people up, you know, um, that are doing the same thing as us that have the same sort of passion, you know, for um, passion over profits, right? <laughs> same sort of thing that they, that because they yeah. wouldn't be here. This is very niche. Even even though collecting's exploded, I still feel that it's very niche. And it's something that if I go and talk to my friends in real life about they really don't, they don't know what you they don't necessarily know what you mean, you know, they don't get what you're doing, you know, and like, like, even if they like, even if they kind of get it, they really can't get it, you know, like they can't get it unless they're in it, you know, because it's something that it, it's intangible, really, it's intangible, mm -hmm. you can show them a card, mm -hmm. they can be like, oh, yeah, it's worth money, yeah. you know, or, or yeah, that's cool looking card. But it, it's more about being in it to get, you know, that's how you understand what's about it's about that community aspect. And that's um, too true, man. That's and yeah, true. and yeah, I know, we've kind of we kind of gone down a little bit of um, uh, a side sidetrack pass with oh. this, but um it's good though it's good good conversation especially being able to address something that is so you know common i know you talked about it with uh fred i know you've talked about it with other people um but it's just such a common thing and there's so many different takes on it but i think the common common denominator is that um this is you know this is a place where you have to be able to and you want to be able to trust the other people you're in community with and that um you know uh, you know, doing those, going the extra mile, doing those extra things and, um, you know, 
they really it really does go a long way to uh you know help promote that and help you know be like a uh example for the others other people that may be newer to the community and show them what you know what it's all about it's not really because you know, it's not it's not about the money it's not about the um uh, a lot of sometimes it's not even about the, the cardboard right <laughs> uh it's about the um the people and the relationships you're building because of this kind of catalyst yeah. um that you, actually if you if you look cards. back as as to why you started collecting like in your childhood like a lot of a lot of the memories a lot of the feelings a lot of the the nostalgia that's attached to the the hobby isn't really about the card right it's about the experience exactly that you exactly build. exactly and, and i've come to realize this very recently where i i kind of see me attaching more value to the, the contacts I have in, within the community, like the, the, the relationships and stuff more than I do my collection. So it, it just, it, it just all makes sense, right? You're growing. You, it's growing. You're, it's growing on you. Yeah, That's awesome. It's, it's just, it just all makes sense because of course, like you, you start collecting a card because you, you love it and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, the attachment that you, that you have towards, towards the hobby in and of itself is, is purely based on your, on your experience. And I think you, that you can only enhance the, the experience that you feel while sharing it with others. That's, that's absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I, I am, I hated not being able to go to my LCS um, during COVID and stuff. It yeah. really, it really put a, it kind of, it was, it was kind of like a stab in the side, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it, it felt so wrong not being able to go do that, but that's, kind of also the the catalyst for me to even dive even deeper with rock around tcg and yeah. building the relationships online because it's as close as we could get during that time and still somewhat right now mm -hmm. but now that the card shops are open people are, are starting to go to events and stuff now i'm going back you know i'm going and doing that i'm i have uh, over here in oregon uh, a really awesome group of friends now that we've all met each other from instagram we've all met each other from just the pokemon collecting scene and some of them are Digimon collectors. Some of them are DBS collectors. I'm a DBS collector, right? And we're all kind of in sports collectors. Some of them are sports collectors. And it's, it's like we're all just kind of, you know, doing that mix and match sort of thing where it's not about what you're collecting. It's about who you're collecting with, you know? And yeah. and it's it's so so that's so important. And I'm so glad to hear you uh, say what you're saying about, you know, that you're kind of realizing that, you know, it, it's different than what you maybe originally thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I started collecting on my own, like uh, watching eBay listings and, and, and buying what I like and, and hanging the cards on the wall and, and, and being like, Oh, that's cool. That's nice. You know, I like it. It's, it's, I, it, it's a way for me to, to, uh, to, to spend time for myself without being, necessarily behind a screen although it actually triggered me to be more behind my screen but you know <laughs> looking at cards, absolutely it's, right it's unavoidable <laughs> i feel like nowadays especially with technology and everything so geared towards the screen yeah i mean it, in initially it was like you know looking at art and and and, and feeling nostalgic towards uh you know pokemon uh but but in the end i mean it, it turned out to be so much more so so much more meaningful than than that. I mean, so it's just so much more than just accumulating cards on your own to display at your house. It's, it's just so much more than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to title this episode anything, I would say 
um, something along the lines of, you know, it's a it's a meaningful investment and in in, in not a necessarily a, a dollar investment way, but a a way that's it's an investment in who you are because you have to go out and purchase it. Right. But it's also mm -hmm. time you're spending on eBay Absolutely. or so and so forth, or time you're spending building a connection with the person. And eventually down the line, you do a deal with them. That's, you know, it's awesome. You know, yeah. it's, it, it has more, you know, there's, al there's always more to it than what may meet the eye to just the average person. But if you're in it and you're in it for the right reasons and you're doing things because you really, truly love it and you really, truly love the people involved, then there's not really that much that can go wrong. There's always something that can go wrong, but there's not as much that can go wrong to derail you from what you really love and why you yeah. why you really love it. Yeah. Um, what was I just about to say? I was going to say, uh, uh, I just actually did a uh, international trade. Um, there's a Pokemon card for another Pokemon card. Actually, two Pokemon cards for one Pokemon card and some cash. Um, but it was a... Uh, it was a trade that I didn't expect or it came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was someone I didn't really know, but I followed and I, I, I followed them because I liked their collection. I thought, I thought what they were doing was so cool, but I didn't, I never reached out to them. They never reached out to me. They're smaller. They're a very small account. Um, but I really like what they're doing. And I think, um, I think it's so cool to see, you know, their collection on display as they're displaying it. Mm -hmm. um, but I did this, this trade and this deal because, I actually didn't want to sell the or trade the card that I ended up trading, but I traded it because of the relationship yeah. aspect. I didn't yeah. know this person, but I appreciated what they're doing. And after talking for a while, I got the feeling that, Hey, you know, why not? Why not? You know, yeah. why not? I, I have had this card not that long. I graded it myself is special you know, i really like the art it's in the is it a card from the ex series which is true you know that's like my main pokemon collection is ex series um and i just i really like the artwork on it i didn't like a lot of other artworks of this certain pokemon but that one it was a psa 10 and it was very low pop pop three but they needed it for their set they needed they could not find one they needed that specific card for their set and it was the last one in the certain subset of the set that they're working on that they needed to get. And I was like, you know what? After talking, and then they offered me a really nice card that I wasn't looking for, but I thought, you know, why not? Right. Why can't, why, how can I help this person? I can help them in this way. And that was kind of a, another moment I've had recently where I've been like, I don't have to keep every card that I grade and I really like and everything like that. There's some ones I'm going to for sure keep, but there's other ones that are like, I, I don't know exactly why I'm keeping it. If you know, uh, beyond I graded it, and I really like the art. There is not a huge, mm -hmm. you know, uh, emotional attachment to it. Yeah. As, whereas this person there definitely is going to be. And... Oh man, I, I I love that because like you, when you say like like why not, like that why not feeling that's something mm -hmm. that I discovered very recently as well. Where like when when you say like why not let's let's just do it. Like you you, mm -hmm. you stop thinking in in monetary value, and you and you 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 go more with the flow, more with your gut feeling, more like uh, like you know what that person is gonna gonna love it. That person is gonna gonna appreciate it more than I do. And mm -hmm. sure. 
sure from a, a financial standpoint it might not make total sense to to give that the card away because you know mm-hmm. it's top three it's very valuable blah blah it, it's it definitely I, I truly understand that but in you in another way you're like huh yeah why not <laughs> and I, man i love this and I, I love this i think i think there's so much value in 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 that exact feeling that uh i mean yeah it's it's just so cool because because now you you've you've built basically you've built a relationship now with that person yes, because you like exactly you're, you're and now they're sending trade. me voice messages <laughs> yeah um, when, when, it, it, actually we, start... we have now an inside joke even now me and this guy <laughs> we just met we just met on online right and now and now he accidentally instead of saying the word have he said babe and i thought he actually was saying i was like oh my goodness this this guy he lives in australia he's calling me he's calling me babe he must really like me because i gave him that car but he he's like and then he later said oh i meant to say have and then we were both dying and he said he was in the post office mailing out the card when that happened to, to on my on his on his trade part that's going to me and he said the post office lady's asking him why he's laughing so hard <laughs> oh man uh, so good man thank you for listening to the passion over profits podcast Please subscribe and stay tuned for more DBS Collectors content. Interested in which guest we're having next week? Find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball's Passion Over Profits. Yes, Passion Over Profits. <laughs>